producer. Yeah, there's a dog here. She might intermittently come into the frame. Um, she's a uh, she's she's been on the show before. Um, going Star. somewhere podcast. Yeah, she's a uh, she's the third chair. She's actually doing all the scene switching so. right now behind the scenes. The engineer. Yeah, she's just like at the computer. Like <laughs> that'd be a funny clip for you if you just got like. <laughs> yeah, like have you seen those clips where it's like, um, like eight fifty nine. And it's just like a dog in bed and then it's like nine o'clock, like on a zoom call, yes, like yep, pretending yep. to work or the, I don't know if you've seen yet. They're like, it's a little, um, I think it's like a wiener dog and they put a hat on them and they have them DJ, but they're like below the deck, like doing this to him. So the dog's like jamming, not like this. To, <laughs> Cause you know how their necks like people sway. will do anything for that content. Like <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. No, it's all good. It's good with me. I mean, just don't abuse your dog. <laughs> that too. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's all good. Um cool man. Well, let's uh let's get into it. Um I'll do a little intro. Um yo, what's up guys? This is Podducer, the podcast for producers. Today we are joined by Sir Trevor James. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, for dude. Real. Of course. For Thanks real. for coming through. For real. We were thinking about doing this at your studio and then I yes. was like, let me just, it's going to be easier for me to edit. Seamless. No, seamless. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can talk about it, but you got everything here. So it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, perfect. it's all already set up. Yes. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yes. But Trevor, what do you do? Oh, geez. It's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, it was. I hope that video I made recently kind of answered some of that for some people but yo so yeah not to stop you from going over that but i've been noticing a lot of people have been making videos kind of saying what they're doing yes. i don't know if that's like a thing like 2024 like it's a trend almost for people to be making videos of like hey i do all this stuff and like why is which essentially um yeah my opinion just being blunt with you it's kind of like if you're a multifaceted entrepreneur essentially which and we I come, like all are yeah if i come to your page it's kind of like what are you so mm -hmm. i think at least from my perspective that video is one to be like this is what that is versus like um i don't know if people are doing it because like trends or something i i didn't know that i didn't it feels it's like new news trend. to me but yeah i didn't i didn't know that I didn't well know it, that. it definitely makes sense like um yeah, like you go to someone's page and it's kind of like their business card almost. Yeah. Or it's like their... Uh, portfolio. Yeah, it's portfolio. just in a video, but in a reel. Yes, yeah. Which will probably do better. Yes, and it's new reach. I don't know if you've seen that yet on Instagram. The posts that you do go towards your fan base. The reels go towards new people. Mm. So that's kind of also, I think, the the spread between that. Like, hey, this is who I am. Come check me out. And then once they get them, the regular posts, I think, is the thing that... Mm. kind of keeps them consistent yeah gotcha yeah my strategy has just been basically reels because obviously we're like filming stuff look ladies on the camera <laughs> um but like my yeah posts are just i don't know they don't do quite as well for me no no you gotta you gotta put a little bit of funding behind them if you know what i'm saying yeah a little, a little booster a little, action. little booster action <laughs> all right well we got off on a tangent already what, like for you know talking about that portfolio reel what is uh what's included in that uh oh yeah so dj um i would do creative director and i'm just gonna sum up producers i'm just gonna sum it up there i think those are like the main three things that i do yeah gotcha okay yeah. cool cool 
Yo, what's up, guys? Before we get into today's show, I want to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor, Quake. As music producers and concert enthusiasts, we know how important it is to protect our ears. That's where Quake's Dove Muffs V2 come in. They aren't just any earplugs, they're a game changer. What sets Dove Muffs V2 apart? First off, their quality. They're better than any plugs I've ever used. I use them all the time. I have custom in-ear plugs. These are my main ones that I bring to shows. Um, you get premium sound clarity, preserving those crisp highs and deep lows, all while safeguarding your ears from damaging volumes. And the best part, they don't break the bank. Quality and affordability, son. Let's talk customization. Quake knows one size doesn't fit all. That's why they offer two sizes. Whether you're at an intimate gig or a massive festival, Dub Muffs V2 fit comfortably in your ears, making sure you're protected no matter how long the show lasts. Let's face it, we've all left concerts with ringing in our ears. It's not good, but it ends up happening. But it doesn't have to be that way. Protect your ears while enjoying the pure sound of music with Quake's Dub Muffs V2. As a special thank you to our listeners, Quake is offering an exclusive discount. Just use the code POD15 at checkout to save on your first purchase. As a motto of our show, make sure you protect your ears. Now let's get back to the show. Well, uh, before I forget to do this also, because in a different episode, two episodes ago, I like... Actually, wait, no, The f- <laughs> it's going to be in a different order. So anyway, someone I forgot to ask my icebreaker question and I asked at the end of the show and that's kind of a no, no. Okay. So, uh, the question is, what was your first concert? Oh, damn, dude. Are we talking like, are we talking like small party or are we talking like professional? Yeah. More like, uh, it's an artist that like, I'm an artist now. All right, I would say you know Medusa in Elgin. Mm. You ever hear of the club yeah, 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 yeah. That shut down. Yeah, that was I think my first. That was my first like step into the industry. I think yeah, really. Because no. before it was just like small school parties. Like I did a couple weddings that a couple people needed, and then yeah, that was like. So wait, did you perform this? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't clarify. Sometimes we do the first one that you performed i was talking okay. more about like the first concert you went to go see oh the first concert i went to go see ultra music festival oh wow you went to ultra 2012 miami yeah sick that was i think that was the first because <clears throat> excuse me seeing skrillex was the reason i started doing everything yeah yeah so who else did you see there? Oh, geez. Um, Martin Garrix, he was starting at that time. He was another one of my favorites. Damn, bro, that was so long ago. I think my buddy went to that same, same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, we so we actually went to like the Netherlands, which was sick. Me and a group of people at the end of high school. And I remember my one buddy didn't go and he was like, well, fuck, I got to do something cool. Truth, <laughs> like, truth. So he went to Ultra with his brother. No, definitely, definitely a cool experience. Something I'd highly recommend. I don't know if they're still even doing them anymore. That would actually be something cool. It's like to way right too now. many days. It's like two weekends. Yeah, got, yeah. Also, I know that you have uh, in Miami, there's like the music festival week yes. or whatever. It's yes. like also happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but it was awesome. You know, seeing like Carnage even, um, did like, a, 
I didn't see his set. I think he did a set, but I know he also joined with Skrillex on his set. Um, yeah, bro, that was so long ago. Now that you, that's a good icebreaker. I don't know how do you say that though? It yeah. gets it gets the juices going, the, the gears turning. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, who else is he? Saw Skrillex. That's all I can like think, think I of, remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, that was so long ago. That's why I was saying it's such a good question. It caught me off guard. Like, <laughs> yeah no it's 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 a fun one um what about you though i don't know if, I don't know if anyone answered this people question. people ask and it was the fray the fray really <laughs> which is like so not how i wanted it to be but i, I really can't do anything about it now. was this uh where was the performance at like a venue or it w yeah it was at northerly island and like that was pretty cool to yeah to see a show there um but yeah that's I was supposed to see Fall Out Boy. Like, that was supposed Damn. to be the first one. And then, yeah. Anyway, I've talked about this Damn. too many times now. Um, but, yeah, man, I just wanted to, like, you know, kind of... I normally go into, like, origin story. Here, yeah, which, yeah, of course. Which is, like, course. you know, how did you get into producing? How did you get into DJing? No, of course. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a little... Uh, are we allowed to swear on this? Are you can swear? say whatever the fuck you want. Right, perfect. Bro. It was a little ass backwards with how I got into things because I started like that, getting really into EDM, and then my cousin uh, rooted FL Studio for me, uh, so I started doing like mashups and remixes on there because I was doing a couple DJ gigs after I went to that, and then uh, I went to Columbia College. That's when I kind of like stopped oh, DJing. I don't know if we talked about that, but I also went. Okay, perfect. When did you? Yeah. What, when did you go? Uh, I graduated in 2016. Oh, way before me, bro. I don't think I went to like 2018. Okay, yeah. Yeah, way before me. Uh, so I went there, did did a year there, and then uh, transferred over to SAE Institute. I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's like the, the rival college, but yeah. like the better one. Like yeah. people are, it's cooler. Columbia is like a little it's, jank. It's I, I think that's a bad way to put it. It's yeah, not, it's a good school. It's a good school. I think Columbia's got better connections. I think Columbia has better um, utility, if that makes sense. Like yeah. not the gear utility, but more so like the teachers that are there. You they have more knowledge in my sense. I don't want to speak bad on SAE, but uh, SAE is like the first year you're there, you're hands on. You know, you're you're learning what the hell a patch bay is and how to connect that and how does that work with the SSL versus like Columbia. I don't know if it was the same for your year. You, you can't get hands on until your fourth year. Did you study audio? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like the I actually transferred in um, after doing all my like uh, whatever, like gen gen ed classes mm -hmm. at a community college. Um, but like. Yeah, so, like, we had to do, like, production stuff in the lab, like, on the computer before we were, like, hands-on with, mm -hmm. like, in the studio. Yep, yep. And yep. then, like, you couldn't even use the reverb chamber or anything like that to the fourth year. Okay, so same thing, same thing. Yeah, that's why I left. <laughs> so I got the hell out of there. Um, so I did that, and then that's when I met with Shad, um, which unfortunately doesn't make music anymore. He kind of does. And then Wemmy Mo. Uh, which is uh, I I wouldn't I don't know if I could say underground Chicago artist or Chicago artist, um, but he kind of gave me my first initial leeway into like what rap is and like kind of learned what R and B was. Worked with a project with Renika, mm. um, so that was kind of like the start of producing, um, and now we're here. Yeah, now we're here, kind of going back into the EDM. 
what was like first release like were you playing shows before you were releasing music yeah so i was i was djing before i released music um i don't think i released a true song until 2018 i think it was 2018 was my first initial release and then we did a party at uh do you know you remember the ox I don't know if you know the venue here. They closed down too, unfortunately, but no, that was like yeah. a small little hole in the wall. It was like, they had a stage and like an LED wall and some lights and they had like an audio guy in the back. So it was pretty what, legit. What neighborhood is that? I don't remember where the Ox, yeah, I don't remember. Where it, I know you can Google it and it says like permanently closed now. So it's like, gotcha. yeah, but it was cool. It was definitely cool. First experience kind of getting to learn ticket sales, promotion of the show and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that was, that was that was fun that was fun so you were djing those shows and then like what what are we using daw wise uh fl so you're FL. still fl since the rooted yes FL. Okay. yes uh pro tools obviously will utilize but if i don't have to i don't want to no one want i would do projects at columbia on ableton like the projects where you didn't have to show the project file. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, this is just easier. It is. I mean, because you've been using it for so long, and then they're like, hey, you have to use this. Which I, I, I get it, I understand, but if we look at a lot of like studios nowadays, you have pretty, pretty lenient kind of doll usage here, at least between like Logic now and, and Pro Tools. A lot of people I know are tracking on Logic now, which I'll use from time to time. And then... uh ableton man i love ableton yeah i just can't i haven't learned it haven't sat down i like the um what's it called on the bottom where you can just keep dragging like effects plugins and stuff yeah, yeah but it's you can make a chain out of that yeah I yeah what, like, i don't know what they call that section i should but like i know what you're talking about yeah, it's cool though because you can like totally change a sound and make it something left field you know you can't really do that on fl studio or, or logic so or at least not as quick yes that's what i feel like yes. in pro tools it was like you know i'd change like my sample rate and be like we have to shut down the project and mm -hmm. i'm like okay yep fine <laughs> i don't want to but like it's that's okay but it's just annoying it feels clunky yes it's it's the old headway you know you know mm. it's the it's the original what what was and could be type <laughs> the old guard yes <laughs> yeah yeah nice man well so let's talk a little bit about like blue door blue door studios yeah, yeah. when did you so like could you just explain what that is first so people know yeah so blue door studios were were uh, a studio located in the west loop um I, I would call us a startup. We're definitely a startup. Uh, it originated with, uh, his name is Victor. I went to SAE, SAE with him. Uh, he ended up opening up the studio. Um, didn't really have like, he had a plan, but not like initialized and like active and going, you know, he had some friends there helping him out and stuff like that. Um, and then I came in uh we kind of changed up a little bit here and there and then we met another guy his name is wes goes by bodo he's our head engineer chief engineer um he came in adopted a little bit more and then we uh pulled on another guy his name is jay will so that's like the core foundation team and from there we moved from like i'd say a room half the size of this to what you see now essentially um and it's it's really been like when you ask what we are, it's, it's really been like this 
controversial thing like we're a multimedia company we're a recording studio we're an events management thing but um i think we're kind of finding what works right now so uh yeah to kind of bluntly answer your question it's we're we're a host of many things but i think we're mainly a primary recording studio that that does that well, there's a lot you can do in a recording studio. Yeah. But I mean, to like left field you would last year for from like June until I think October, November ish, we did car meets. So we hosted like just a, a, it was called Retro Rally Collective. And we had like a group of 20 to 30 cars once a month come and we would do 150 miles mm. so, and then take photos of that, make like. Uh, flyers and stuff is it, is it kind of like what they do when like people meet up on their bikes and just like ride around the city yes but with, exactly but with tuner cars so yeah. tuner cars meaning like souped up yes whatever yes like yeah. yeah like some crazy looking cars and it's it's ironic how all that started because originally i dropped a funk tape didn't really talk about it um but we had a music video that we were going to do for that and we invited my buddy joshua who's the head of uh, Ronin Syndicate, that's the car group. Uh, and he invited all his buddies out. And then from there, it was our first ever, like, kind of a event. You can call it just for event, but it was really for the music video. And they, they were like, this is really well organized, you know? We're like, we we don't know. Like, this is our first time doing it. Like, so they're like, yeah, let's, let's do something. And then um, from there, met with another guy named Jerry, another Jerry. Hell yeah, shout uh, out Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> he, he connected us with a bunch of different venues. Um, not really venues like small food establishments that are just willing to open their parking lot for us, which was very rare at the time because, you know, you had all those burnout um, rings. Yeah, that was going on at the time. So it was really tough finding a spot to even like do that at. But um, he helped us get that connected. And from there, yeah, we've just been doing car rally events. So, it's, so you're still doing them. Yeah, we, we still do them. It's We oh, still do cool. them. Yeah it's just tough again it's kind of back to that marketing thing it's like how do you how do you show that but then show that i can record you in the studio you know and then merge those without being confused as to how the two separate so we're, that's where we're at that's where we're learning like what what works yeah no i feel you um you said you made like funk music i or funk, funk. um <laughs> i think i saw on your instagram it was called like high def funk yeah high definition funk yeah. yeah so what's like the the story behind that because yeah innately funk is kind of murky sounding yeah, this grunge grit um it, it really doesn't really have like this gigantic story it was just one of my uh camera guys his name is mac or mike um and he was like you should make funk because i just happened to make one one day and he was like that's funk and i didn't know what that was at the time and he was like he uh show me that by showing me the you remember the cars clip with the souped up cars coming up to mac the truck driver when he's like falling asleep and they like blast the music is this in cars one yeah i think it's the og cars he showed yeah. me that clip and i was like damn this is sick so i was like yeah why not so i think just since two years ago i've just i'll make every make it every so often and then finally this year uh james the other dude at blue door he was like hey put it in a project and drop that so i was like okay i'll do like a producer tape not really gonna put much behind it not i don't think a lot of people are gonna want to listen to this but yeah what are the uh the characteristics of funk more if, cowbell if, 
yeah exactly more cow <laughs> for the for the people that don't know and like i feel like you know i don't know still but it's like cowbell melodies cowbell melodies literally in heavy grip bass yeah like yeah and specific snares y- yes and, yes i mean kicks we could say maybe but like i just that like i can't i can't re- emulate it but it's this it's, specific it's, snare almost like rim but yeah yeah it's, it's like half rim half the, snare yes yes yeah it's funny too because it's like what's the difference between like um memphis style trap with the, yeah with the vocal chops like then, suicide boys style yeah like, yeah so i yeah. think i literally think the difference between those two is the cowbell mm, i see and i feel like they i mean like i guess speaking specifically for suicide boys i don't actually know where they're from um but yeah they have some of the cowbell and it. it's like infused now a little bit whatever they were doing before also has that um, but yeah, it's kind of just like a weird, interesting genre that was like, I, I fuck with it and I've produced a couple funk tracks for funsies. It's and fun. It's fun. You know, it's, it's like, it's a track that sounds good, but you know, it's pointless. You know, it's one of those like kind of things, but I, I, I thought it's cool how the car community picked up on it and kind of utilized it. Yeah, for sure. It feels like Tokyo drift music. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. another way I'd exp- yes, describe yes. it. <laughs> yeah. One of the tracks on there is actually called Tokyo. Yeah. Hell funny. yeah um word man well so yeah like if someone came to you and was like you know we want to shoot a music video Mm -hmm. is that something you would be down to pick up yeah like is okay so uh essentially it would be victor or i we discuss with you what what do you need what are you looking for what's your budget um and then from there we usually have uh a handful of contractors that we have always worked with in the past um we'll go to them get a director if you need a whole team gop grip you know so on and so forth we'll we'll get that uh luckily haven't needed that yet i don't think we're at that level yet but uh the creativity from the people that we utilize yeah it's pretty pretty great pretty great so i would yeah nice i'm i guess it feels like there's probably nothing outside of like production that you wouldn't i mean you have to analyze like okay do we want to do this but Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it sounds like you kind of do whatever like you're a yeah. multimedia company almost. yeah yeah how do you market that <laughs> so that's been the real struggle because yeah, i yeah. feel like there is also that thing right now where everyone does wear so many hats like mm-hmm. i you know you do the graphic design you do this this that all these things like so maybe it could be marketed as that i mean i don't know you don't want to dilute yourself too yeah it's just like to represent that to you from an outside perspective to at least grab your attention i've grabbed it through a niche or niche 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 i say niche, niche but i think you can say niche. Either. yeah so that's how we've uh, uh, grabbed your attention is that and then you come through and then see all these other things you might not be interested in it's kind of like hit or miss at that point you know that's what i mean more so with the marketing it's it's not set in stone towards one select group of people it's a little bit of a pie from from each if you could choose like one thing to do whether it be like being in the studio recording people uh shooting music videos whatever like is there one thing that you really would want to do like if you could just do one that's tough that's tough it sounds like the answer is no 
I, that yeah, you would kind of. I'm, I'm gonna have to say no if that's if that's an answer. Yeah, that's you can tough. say no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it just sounds like you're interested in a lot of different creative I am. endeavors. I am. I am. Yeah, kind of how we were talking earlier. Like even the camera stuff. I'm slowly getting into that. It's slowly becoming interesting. It's a whole nother world of its own. And you know, I could always become a better master at my my criteria craft. But um, yeah, I just I like learning. I think that's what it is. Just trying new things to see what 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 I'm good at. But then again, it's like you don't want to be. Uh, what is that famous phrase? The a master of uh, master of none. Yeah, or whatever. Jack, however, like, Jack, of, Jack all of all trades, trades master, master, of, master none. of none. Yeah, no, I feel you too. I mean, we both went to, we both started with audio, and then got into the, all the different types of media. And I've been having a lot of fun too, just learning about cameras. I and see that the lighting. <laughs> I mean, lighting is so interesting. It's like you know, you got sound out there in the world that you try to capture. You got light out there in the world that you try to capture, and it's basically like we started with ears. Mm -hmm. And some people who go into photography or filming, they start with eyes. Yes, and like, yes. it's just so cool. Like lenses, I'll go and research lenses for three hours, not buy any lenses. <laughs> like I, it's not even, just it's just, I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that's cool. Are like, you the YouTube tutorial type of YouTube university type of guy? Totally. I feel like you have to be nowadays. And it's more like with lenses, I'm not even really like doing like tutorials like production tutorials in ableton or something like specific things how to get this sound it's more just like a dude that reviews lenses or camera equipment and i'm like oh yeah that it does look nice um or they'll be like you know this is kind of jank you could get this for cheaper yeah, and I, yeah. I just like watching stuff like that yeah. i always get contradicted when you look at one and they're like this is that this is the shit and then you go to the next and they're like it's mid you know you could get this this and this and then you're like oh fuck like i don't know i don't yeah. know what to get because you're you're not uh i guess educated in that sense so you're just kind of like i was coming to you guys for that but Hit or miss. You got to do your research. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Hit or miss. You got to get miss. different points. But I, w I was saying this before we got onto the show is that like, I think that film people are snootier than audio people. <laughs> I can agree. I can agree. I, I'll add in there because I also do live sound. Lighting people are snootier than audio and video people. Really? I think so. I would say that live sound people are probably the least snooty. Like they, I mean, they, they might deal be, with the most shit. They deal with the most shit. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, cause no one really gives a shit that there's a live sound guy. Oh no. Not they, even the slightest. They don't even know that he's there. Not even the slightest. Not even the slightest. That's why a lot of underground shows, um, kind of sound mid. It's really like if you wanted to make your underground show, what it could be, just get an audio guy. <laughs> but, a, but a live sound guy a live sound guy yes a live sound guy yeah because it's such a different world like i remember in school the live sound guys they'd be like calling out frequencies in a room like yeah like uh attenuate mm -hmm. 3600 mm -hmm. uh like it almost makes you think they can master a track or yeah something. i'm like dude you guys are wicked like <laughs> yeah you're dealing with sound in a room mm -hmm. acoustic like, Those guys are even more wicked. I don't know if you. Oh know, yeah, the that's acoustic, like the acoustic builder guys. Yeah, crazy. That's another level. That is rocket building. I mean, at that point, you're really getting into some super technical physics. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're 
I mean, <laughs> constructing a room to sound good, like you're, you're insane. It goes over my head. It's one thing to just point a mic at something and be like, yep, I can hear it. It mm -hmm. sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, and that's the thing is like the tech, the tech for audio and video is so good at a consumer level that you can point these devices at things yeah. and get something good. Yeah. But there is nothing like that when it comes to acoustic design like no, no one no, you can't no. just buy the fucking no the, you know you could buy like a sound booth at yeah. your office yeah i i think the reason being behind that is because it's it's kind of opinionated you know what i'm saying like it's i look at acoustic treatment the same as i look at like mastering it's like well not totally the same because obviously mastering is like only last 10 percent. you know they say to where this is like the whole fucking room but uh it's like minor tweaks you know like if you want more bass frequencies if you want a flat leveled frequency you know stuff like that but um how do you yeah sorry no i didn't mean to cut no you you're off. good i was i was just gonna say like wes the our chief engineer actually showed me this thing it's called sound id and what you can do is you put it in your daw on your master track and you can go through different like eq variations that'll tell you like this is what your track will sound like in a car this is what your track will sound like you know so on and so forth so there's stuff like that but just even without like your room treated you know so have you seen those things i forget what the company is called and maybe there's multiple but like you buy like a microphone i'm pretty sure from them or or maybe it's a speak i don't remember exactly but basically it like listens to your room yeah so it's got to be a mic and it like EQs your room and then feeds you back sound a ID. flat. Is it the same? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that. And that shit. microphone is expensive as fuck. Is it? Oh yeah. How much are we talking? Uh, last I remember, I don't want to say it's a hundred dollars. I want to say it's upwards of like three to four hundred dollars. Either way, I mean, it's that's a hundred dollars to my mind is cheap when it comes to equipment yes depends what it is if it's yeah. a cable okay that's kind of an expensive, expensive cable. cable yeah but yeah. it's pretty cool i mean do you guys um in the studio like how have you thought about like acoustic absorption and diffusion the whole like, nine yards man yeah we actually it's very funny our ex-professor from sae who's part owner of racks track studios built our panels who is it? andy shoemaker i definitely know that name i mean i remember racks tracks because people would be doing internships there okay, from okay. columbia yeah but yeah i never made my way out to the yeah it's just it, the irony you know it's small did world. you work in a studio internship yeah i did racks tracks you did racks i did stone cutter too which do you know vincenzo i do yeah. that's funny as yo shout out vincenzo <laughs> bartolomeo my boy um yeah he worked at stone cutters okay okay i um i never did the studio internship or i i you did. didn't miss and i did for oh, a did second i was about to say i started i think the place was called gravity gravity that's where wes worked okay mm. so i was the worst intern i like started an internship there i think i was like kind of in between jobs or something i don't remember why i like, couldn't do it but i remember first day there they were just like yeah like we just need to replace these light bulbs mm -hmm. and i was just like some dumb shit and is this like, gonna be here? my life why am just I doing this and they're like no 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 you'll be able to like fuck around and do stuff on the mixer i'm like ah, i don't know if i can do it yeah, yeah like i didn't know if i could be the groundling yep. pleb yeah 
No, I get what you're saying. I think what it teaches you is the organization. I think that's what they're trying to imprint in your mind is the cleanliness and the organization. I feel it, but like, I don't really think I needed it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get that. I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Because I'm the same boat. It was kind of like, I appreciate this opportunity, but I got nothing out of it. You know? So I, I get where you're coming from at the same time, but... I, I like to look at every opp opportunity as like even if it's negative, uh, a positive outlook. You know, what, yeah. What, what, I feel the what same. did I, I take away learn. from it? Yeah. What did yeah. I take away from it? At least I didn't just waste three months of my life. Come on. <laughs> That's the thing too is you, even if you do something that you think is kind of a waste of time, like half the time, however long it takes for you to like think about it and gain the like the knowledge of it. Like there are always little tidbits that you're like, yes. oh well, I did. I didn't realize that doing that like helped me realize mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, even that, even that. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even about like being like, oh, I found the thing that I love. It's like I found <laughs> the things that I don't love. <laughs> the the quite opposite. So let me let me ask I got a couple of questions. You you worked at Gravity. You said that you did the internship. literally for like two days. Did they ever like um, I don't want to say like poach you but like tell you to bring your people over like bring your artist over or was it one of those like we didn't even get to that point i was like literally in the start of the onboarding oh, okay. like so i didn't right even get past okay yeah but are you saying that some studios do that a little bit i think so i think so which again not a bad idea you're a contractor coming in to fulfill a position you need to have your own clientele list to to service those hours at least but um yeah i was just curious i was just curious yeah because yeah. that's one thing that i took away and i don't know if we can keep this in the podcast but that's one thing I we took don't have away. to talk about any specific <laughs> studios which we've already mentioned it doesn't matter this is like that's what an intern is for yes especially yeah. as a um like an accredited intern um you know you're there to kind of absorb and learn whatever's happening there yes. like it's not you know that it's an internship yes like you're not getting paid yes yes i mean most of the time so like you kind of have to accept that there is a power dynamic there truth. already which is that's just how it is truth 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 yeah truth. so no shade being thrown no i don't i don't want to yeah that's yeah, how i was like call I just out wanna, anyone <laughs> whatever shut like, my mouth <laughs> no 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 so like at your studio um you know how do you how do you kind of do like a little bit of the business like booking and like does that come like how does someone book through your so studio? there's multiple ways you can um you can dm us you can email us or you can call us mm -hmm. uh, we also have a form on our website which is also currently in the updates um but yeah f so for those four ways you can contact us and we'll uh we'll reach out to you gotcha yeah what's um just to stick on the studio thing for a sec like what's like some goals do you have any goals in mind oh yeah or oh yeah so we want to specifically for the studio whether it's like get these new genelec six speakers well i don't know well, we'd, like, a we'd like some new out. gears yeah we want more preamps um right now we do a lot of hand in hand work with at least bigger studios if it comes to you know tracking a band because we don't have the facility to do that quite yet we'll just do like the small minute stuff guitar takes vocal takes um 
but I would say preamps for sure. We we definitely want to get a new desk. We we got one of those uh, like Gator desks. I don't know if you know what that is. Gator like the company Gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's shit. So uh, <laughs> definitely got a Gator. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely got to get a new desk. Um, and then our goal is to get it either another room or move out. We're we're located in the music garage. So it can get a little bit noisy from time to time, but like people will be rocking music in the yeah, corner. You're dude. like, dude, like right next door. It's not even a studio. It's just this practice room for this dude who works downstairs and like he'll randomly come up and do drum lessons. But I was scared you were going to say drum, drum, yeah. straight up drum lessons. And he's like banging on that crap. But, um, it's, it's pretty good. You can't hear it. Like when we do the podcasts and stuff, you can't hear it in the microphone takes. But it's. Bro, the podcast, there's sirens going on in the background yeah, in my yeah. eyes. It's not, it's not like a perfect acoustic room. It's no, like, no, no. Dang. But it works. It it's works, fine. you know? And yeah. SM7B, nice close proximity microphone. Yeah, you know? it'll get the, you got also, a gate. You got a gate on, right? Uh, yeah, typically I got a gate on. Um, also, dude, I don't know if you've messed around with any of the like AI denoising things. Not the AI stuff. Or I don't even know if it's AI, it's just like denoising, but like I've done some denoising stuff though, yeah, for sure. There's this uh function in DaVinci which we both use. Just a little tip and trick. Um free for platform. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many that I know that like Adobe has one. Um, but just like in DaVinci, you can go in and like uh take out like background noise. Like for real. Which is dope and but the thing that's nice about it which i haven't even started using but i think i should um is you can like there's like a mix so you could have like a little bit of it and just take out some of it because if you go full a lot of times you get that like gargly like distorted thing going on like artifact thing so anyway i'm just saying like again like you could have your iphone and just record, record. on that and that would sound decent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much AI stuff nowadays, bro, that it's. Do you utilize that stuff? Because I definitely. How Sweet House. What's that? Uh, part AI. That's the album. The, oh. That's the album. That's the album. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is a we good were, uh, foray <laughs> into that. I used, the, I used the term foray in another conversation. I looked it up yesterday and it does make sense. I'm Perfect. always out here Perfect. using terms and I'm just like, wait a minute. That might not be right. Let's check that. Check it. No, I'm with you on that. It's anyway, just like you're, flo- you're flowing. You we're know, just, yeah, know. we're going. Um, but yeah, let's talk, um, let's talk album. So you said the House Sweet House. Yeah. House Sweet House. Um, I mean, I guess just basically like, how did that come to be? What was your thinking about it? I want to talk about yeah. the AI aspect for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, if we want leeway over the, yeah. just got leeway. Me Hell yeah. There I like you go, leeway. There you go. We got to use that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that started about like, I want to say like six months ago, um, you know, I'll make EDM music, but my primary client base isn't EDM artists. It's just what I'm into. Um, so I just kind of accumulated a bunch of tracks over the time and then finally just put them into the project and, uh, wanted to also utilize a, utilize AI, uh, I guess techniques not really like to where I'm taken away from that creative idea because you know you'll get a it's a hit or miss with that you'll get a lot of people are like oh you didn't do shit like you know but um yeah 
Yeah. I think we're going to get farther and farther away from the how much like work did you put into it yes. type of mentality. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even with loops nowadays, bro, it's crazy. Like, oh, we could talk loops all day. <laughs> that is a very common topic. Yeah. But so what do you mean by like, oh, like you got lazy with the AI? Like what are some specific things yeah. you're using it for? Um. So there's a program called, I think it's called Neutron. Oh yeah, the isotope. Yeah, um, you could essentially put a vocal in there, and it creates a good bass start for you to like kind of move off of. So it'll compress your vocal. It'll give it um, maybe some space. It'll add reverb if you want it, stuff like that. But uh, I use it just mainly for the dynamic and the EQ kind of processing, and then from there I'll work on my chain. Um, so that definitely helped with doing a lot of the vocal takes. Um, there's this website called text FX, uh, by Google and Ludacris. I don't know if you've heard of that yet. I haven't. Uh, they, it's like a, it's like a chat GPT, but it doesn't write your entire bars for you. You kind of have to input your idea and then it can give you like variations off of your idea, like an alliteration or a metaphor. And how does that work in your like A to A, B, B rhyme, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so that's another AI. And then obviously uh, we used a lot of ozone. I think yeah. a lot of ozone. Was used. I feel like the isotope stuff, like the the what, it, what the ozone one is like the mastering assistant. Yeah, That's, again a good base, a good base starter for. I think it's yeah, it's a, you can analyze a track, gives you a base, and you can adjust it from there. That's mm -hmm. like low level cheating. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't even call it cheating. I'm gonna call it cheating because I know that's what people will call it. But it, it to me, it's like. When you think of EDM music, you think of technology. I mean, think about it. We came from uh, vinyls, and then from vinyls, you went to the original 90s CDJ, and then from there, you went to laptop mixers in the 2000s, and now we're at, like, these, like, multi, yeah, multifaceted, like, giant mixers now. So it's just, like, it's really, to me, it's technology. It's going to enhance, like you said. We're going to get to a point that we're doing less, but doing more at the same time yeah i mean there's gonna be people that use it really lazily that it's like not it's already like not that it, like if someone just like plops out a uh, graphic design made by dolly dolly yeah, yeah. three yeah. or mid journey you're like yeah it's cool but like it, if someone was doing that and claiming it kind of as their own work i'd be like Eh. Mm. some people don't know like my exactly. grandma would be like oh that's that's cool like i don't know what that is in the first place and I, okay like you made that cool exactly but like people that are savvy to it would just be like i that's cool like i don't know so anyway i think that people are already kind of like understanding it a little bit it's it's one of those things it's not gonna go away no, you know, for sure, for sure. So are those the main, like, was there any ideas about um, AI and technology in the lyric writing, but not like the actual technique to get it, because you were talking about that, but like, uh, does it talk about some of the No, technology? it's all about love, okay. all about love and passion, and um, yeah, that's about it. Stereotypical house music, you know? And what... I noticed uh, on your page you got rid of a lot of your stuff. And oh, it's yeah. like just, are you... I recycle. You recycle. So you, I don't, see, I'm the opposite where I, okay, like I get you want people to see like your best stuff, mm -hmm. right? But I also do feel like there is a thing where 
you can see the lineage of the growth like oh, oh this yeah. shit looks way oh, better now oh, yeah. so are you in the are you in the camp where it's like let's just reset this is what i got for you right now um kind of when i do a project i'll light i, I call it a light reset i archive everything and then maybe you know a month after the tape's been out and there's a bunch of stuff about the the stuff i'll unarchive everything and bring everything back so you'll be able to go through that whole scroll process but my my kind of point with that is again back to marketing it's it's like i could show you that i do all this or i could just show you that i do this and then it's kind of like you know if i give you three options you're more likely to pick the middle one than you are the first one or the last one um, same thing in that sense, just kind of direct marketing, making sure that that's being marketed and then bringing everything back once it's done its job and then kind of showcasing from there. Same with the recycling, you know, the new fans that came in from the house music might not know that I did a all female project two years ago. So I'll recycle that, kind of bring that back up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it is like nice that you're just making it real nice and clean and cleanly for people to not be distracted. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's like the right option. There is I, no right. There yeah, is no there, right. I don't think there's a right, there but no uh, right. <laughs> it is interesting when I see people, they got like three posts. I'm like, oh shit, mm-hmm. these three posts must be pretty important. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you click on all three, you know, and then you're like, what's going on here? So, yeah, this that's guy's real. got this many followers and three posts. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> so the album comes out Friday of February the, 2nd. February 2nd. Um, this podcast will come out whenever. So like if you're listening to it, it's out and uh it's only been hopefully, you know, a week, like a two weeks. Days. Yeah, like a week or something. <laughs> so uh definitely go check it out. Um but also let's um let's listen to a track. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, listen to your favorite one. I don't know. I'm gonna let you decide. Jeez, oh, are you you said you are an EDM fan? Yes. Because there's some like hard hitting tracks in there that I think that are just like people won't go for. There's some ones where it's like, I think the first track I believe is like more like that, like Ketra bounce type exactly. of deal. Yeah. Ketra I like to think that's where a lot of people like house, you know, it's that like kind of slight introduction to that. And then as you go on, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And it deeper. gets like more quantized, yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. House, house. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we listen to the first track then. Yeah, run it. Run it. Yeah, it's got that, but don't bump. It's got a little swing in the, mm-hmm. the bass. And I mean the chords. I love too. those fucking chords, bro. It's funny, this track actually wasn't supposed to be on. Really? Long story. We'll talk about it. That sounds nice in these. Yeah. Those headphones, those are like my first headphones and like they always make the bass like it's perfect it's not too much yeah they're pretty pretty flat i would say the song is bass heavy Mm 
Why does the vocal sound like something I know? Could be. That like oh. Sri Lanka. Yeah, Sri Lanka. That. Yep, that's it. That's it. So the only the only track on the album that doesn't have uh, sampled vocals or AI vocals, I'd like to call it, is T Stars, which is track four. Vocals have nice space. Yes. Yeah. I feel like vocals, like, it's just real, you gotta just be real subtle with subtle it. Subtle and house, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you just don't want it to sound too, like, verbed out. Then you're yep. just like, ugh. Yeah, I like this a lot. That like droning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's actually an ARP. Oh yeah, like yeah. It's just uh, it's got side chain to it, so that's oh, why it comes okay. in and out. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, man, that was really cool. Like. Appreciate it. Whole vibe, you. great vibe. Thank you. Um, you mentioned while we were listening to it, like that the a there was like an AI vocal element. And yes. I'm curious what you mean by that. Are you doing like the the changer the, the type to text? Oh, yeah, type to text changer. That's actually track two and track. It's called uh, "Gotta Uber." Did that with Tyler Blossom. We just got like, um, it's this chick just saying. Got a Uber, got a Uber. That's literally the whole fucking song, but it's like OG house style music, Chicago style house. Yeah. And just to clarify, just for myself, like, do you mean like, like you're, you're generating the voice? Yeah, you're generating the voice, layering it, doing different pitches to it, different tones to it, and then throwing effects over it. Yeah. Have you done where you actually like take a vocal and then change the voice of it yeah too yeah you, okay. track two actually yeah okay gotcha yeah. cool yeah no i mean it's like i've been thinking about there's so many things you could do like i could do a whole podcast where we sound like you're ed sheeran and i'm like dua lipa yeah or yeah exactly you know what I mean? the it would crazy just be <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah it's not us like <laughs> There's some uh, marketing that they're doing. They're like not showing their face and they do that like type to text thing. And it's kind of crazy to me that that'll blossom out, you know. But then, like you said, why are people making the, the this is who I am videos and that'll blossom out. So, again, it's like. Yeah, there's kind of two camps. I mean, there's probably more camps, but I, there's a lot of faceless accounts oh, yeah. is what they like. Or at least what I've the, seen them the called. Dead mouse before dead mouse. What is or like not even just wearing a mask? Oh, you're like saying literally just straight just, up black, and, like nothing. Well, it's like that. There's really like the person doesn't use their voice. It's all like generated, um, whatever, like Type speech. Text. Yeah, to yeah, and then you know a lot of the like content is like generated mm -hmm. too. So it's like a whole generative thing, and then there's just someone behind the scenes who's like maybe even automating all of it mm -hmm. and just like. 
it's crazy mm -hmm. i mean you could make a whole channel automated and just get views, views. i mean it's just views. It's wild literally yeah. literally that's kind of partially what i'm going to take for the marketing for this um just like making a bunch of different like variations of the same thing and then um using them on different platforms and then maybe doing like a google pixel or something like that see which works the best but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try that out myself with hopefully see if that works and then the other side of it i did a bunch of skits mm. uh, so i'll do stuff like that um i don't know if i can talk about that yet though don't we don't have to talk about it if we can. wait till wait till that comes out so. keep your eyes peeled um i was curious why house are you from chicago have you i'm not did you actually. grow up in no you know McHenry, McHenry county i've heard of McHenry. where is this you know where woodstock is it's in Illinois. Yeah, like uh, 15 minutes away from the border of Wisconsin. Gotcha. A little okay. bit west. Little but bit you west. live in Illinois and you live in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been down here for six years now, so I've, I'd like to say this is home base now. I feel like what happens, and at least it happened with me, is like you move to Chicago. I'm from the suburbs. Live here for like, yeah, like six or so years, and then all of a sudden you're like, I, I gotta go make some house music. No, no, no. Like, okay, I was you know to say. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a huge trend here. I think it's it's definitely gonna be hot this year. I mean, you have Drake coming out with the house music. Uh, who else did Ariana Grande Be Beyonce, just dropped? Beyonce yeah. just did her thing. So it's definitely gonna become a thing. Um, well, it's already a thing in Chicago for yes. sure. But oh, you're yeah. talking more universal yeah i think for this year's agenda if that makes sense <laughs> when you say agenda it sounds a little sinister but it probably is it is man like think about it a lot of people are dropping similar stuff like yeah they're all independent artists but they're all answering to somebody and that somebody is like this is what's gonna make the money well i feel like the wave before this was like doja cat doing like say so and like mm -hmm. uh, kiss me yes more and like that was more along the like funk and yes. like now we've kind of done the natural progression where it's like funk i mean i guess house music comes from like motown more so yeah but like funk to house makes sense that might be the next kind of yeah. i mean people are doing techno too like oh, that's yeah. kind of the other All side right. there's a lot of things going on at once oh, for yeah. sure oh, yeah. but um you feel that house yeah i think house will be some sort of standpoint this year yeah for sure for yeah. sure so in making the album is that something you think about or is it something that this is the first time that i've actually thought about that that specific thing um when i did the the all-female ep two years ago it just so happened to be that there was a bunch of like and i gotta watch my step here because it's very touchy but i don't want to call them like feminists but there was like a, a really really like big girl movement at the time um so that just hit off right but this is like the first time that i'm like yeah i'm gonna pre-predict and i think this will this will happen so you're trying to use those muscles to pre-predict. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk about the She EP, right? Mm -hmm. S dot H dot E. Yeah, Sophisticated Harmonized Expression. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And what was kind of the... We'll get back to the house album, but since we were yeah, talking about this, yeah. I just want to highlight it. Um, what was kind of the like um, thought about that one? I'm a man coming in to make an all-female EP, you know, so I was walking on a lot of glass the whole time, but I think the, the girls that I've worked with were super helpful with all of that, and uh, 
I linked with an, uh, a female engineer named K-Sound, um, and she helped a lot with kind of making them comfortable coming into the studio as well. You know, I'm reaching out as a guy, so, um, yeah. Did you run into that, like, whole, I mean, was there a lot of, like, head, not headbutting, but just, like, friction in terms of being a guy producer and working um, with females? And No, I didn't, no? if there was, I didn't feel it. I think the friction was making sure they feel engaged in the project, if that makes sense. It was my first initial, like, studio project, so I was kind of, like, you know, learning myself, but uh, that's one thing I think I took away from it is that I didn't um, incorporate everybody as well as they probably could have been. Um, but, no, it was just more so, like, how I approach the project. How do I talk about it? You know, I got to walk on glass with that. And then all the interviews we did, like, what are the questions that I should ask? Or mm. um, we did also one with what's the word dot TV. And, you know, he asked a bunch of questions and it was kind of like, where do I step in as a man to answer some of these, you know? So it was just stuff like that. But I, it was seamless. Like, again, the girls were super lovely. Everybody was super helpful and it, it was a good project. Yeah, I feel like it's just like a good exercise because you also have like the whole stereotype where like guy producer, female vocalist, and mm -hmm. like there's a lot of weirdness mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. happens there. You'd be surprised. A lot of the stories these girls told me and like walking in the studios and they'll be like, yeah, they didn't charge me, but they wanted to sleep with me and that's how I get the track. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's a thing? Like, that's that's real, you know? So I was like just within that i was like damn like i felt inspired to also do this project even more just based on what they were saying but yeah it was like whoa yeah i'm never walking into studios trying to get slept with what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck? exactly you're just like what, what the hell man yeah. no i'm just kidding but like yeah i mean you get two dudes in the studio and it's just like borderline autistic i'm sorry like this is <laughs> funny I, there's this meme the only reason i say that it's like there's this meme where it's uh that show um like dating on the spectrum yeah, yeah and it's just like this guy he's walking and he's like well i guess we are both autistic and it's like <laughs> this is bad i'm gonna get canceled but i don't give a shit <laughs> and it's like someone just put over that like two producers meeting up oh god and it's like yeah dudes can get so like just specific about like tech and gear and mm -hmm. just this and that and like Maybe that's a thing for women as well, but like it's definitely more of a thing for guys. Like guys. Just getting down and dirty yeah, with like it's whatever. A, it's a male industry right now, unfortunately. Yeah. That's just how it is. But you know, you'll you'll find people within that, you know, and that's why I also support people like K Sound, you know, girl engineers, stuff like that. It's a it's a huge move and it's a huge step, not just for the industry, but also for them. So Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad we went over that really quick because that was what, what did you say your leeway leeway right, i was saying for it that was like your first leeway into um studio studio, studio, studio projects yeah but we'll get back to the house album um yeah just want to know a little bit more about just like ideas yeah in like what's like the plan for release like specific yeah um are we doing singles are we doing like whole album just whole album Lemon Tracks, Swap February 2nd, Midnight, yeah. Um, release shows, party shows? Possibly yeah. private release party, I think, at the studio, which um, I'll invite p 
people like you and a couple couple DJs around the city to come through and just maybe do something small there. Um, and then there was, a, again, talk, can't really say right now, uh, a possible music video release party for T-Stars music video, hopefully at Juggernaut. Um, and then I'm, again, can't... <laughs> what you can say and what you can't, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but uh, I should have some shows coming up. Um, I'll let you know. I don't know if you'd want to put it in there. It should be at the listening room and then also uh, hopefully the red room. So we'll, we'll try to get those locked in, but can we keep that in or do, do we want that edited out? Is it come back to me? We'll think about <laughs> come it. Come okay. back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bookmark Cause I, my, my kind of point with that is I just got a, um, I wouldn't call her my manager, but she, she reached out to me and she's like, Hey, like I really want to get into music stuff. And I was like, Hey, I need a booking person. You know, I have a bunch of connects. I just need somebody to take care of that schedule for me. And, uh, I'll cut you in on a percentage from the shows. And she was like, Oh yeah. So I'll take that. So whatever she books first essentially is up to her at this point. I'm kind of letting her decide that. And then from there, I'm just going to back end and do it. And is this a self-released project? Yes. Fully self-released. Do you have like a record label? So I mean, no, I like on distro kid, they're like, make a record. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, no. Like you could call blue door LLC. Like uh, I'm shuffling all the publishing into that, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a independent independent release got fingers crossed do you ever do any work on like or think about the prospect of being kind of a record label yeah putting on other people i think next year i'll i'll lean into that um i've worked with a few people who have had ties to that and it's it's just it's always a headache like it's never seamless or easy as like being an independent, you know, you get to choose all your stuff. You get to plan the album cover art. You get to do the, the, the artistic side of, of your album versus like just creating that. And then they do everything else for your process. Cause they think that's how it's going to work best. And they're investing into it and they have the overhead and the say, so, you know, the, mm. the Pinocchio hands, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think next year I'll, I'll try to do that. I think that's going to be a thing. Maybe maybe not record label, maybe just like signing with a publishing company, but we'll see. Yeah. So you're kind of saying that like the labels, you've seen situations where it's like you don't really get to have your full artistic freedom. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I think the... <laughs> who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like who tell me? No. Yeah, I could tell you. I could tell you a little bit. We don't bit. have to add anyone. I was just, okay. just fucking around. But like I... Yeah, I, I haven't had the experience of someone being like, yo, like, I love this track, but like the album art, we got to change that. Because I'd yeah. be like, why? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one even cares. cares about that. Yeah. No, that's a thing for them. That's a thing from the even like what you wear in the picture for the, the cover. Um, they're down to like that kind of point. And then um, on the back end side of things, like, just making sure everything's legit. Like, did you create everything from scratch? Like, they really hound down on that. Um, copyright issues, I'm assuming, and stuff like that. But um, it's just a headache. It's just a headache, you know? Yeah, totally. No, it is a headache. Um, there was something I wanted to say about that. Um, record labels, something. Oh, yeah. Like, if you were to do Blue Door... LLC, whatever record label, maybe mm-hmm. you can make a separate record label. Like, yeah. would you feel like you have to do those same things 
to cover your ass i mean maybe on the copyright end that's just like standard you have yeah to we do still that. we still do that so i take care of like the copywriting we'll do the publishing bmi or ascap whatever people use we'll do the royalty splits song trust we have a, a subscription with them stuff like that that's how you do it song trust because yeah. i don't even know i haven't really done any splits yeah song trust uh well song trust is um again i gotta look at my notes for this but there's <laughs> there's uh, mechanical and then there's um live like live take live sound radio so on and so forth there's a whole spectrum right um and those two companies kind of take care of both like i'm not sure which one does what that's kind of where I'm. yeah like, yeah no i mean that's it's like feels purposely confusing there's so many different companies oh, yeah. like you could oh, yeah. just have distro kid or whatever distributor that you're using and then not sign up for like bmi or ads yeah you could just do distro and do nothing but um but you're not going to be collecting all of your royalties um it really depends because like let's say you're a small artist you're not really going to have royalties anywhere else are you shuffling your music over to djs and are they playing it live if not you're not really going to have any royalties anywhere else stuff like that i'm pretty sure i mean distro kids the one that i know but i'm pretty sure that there is like a wing or an option to put it on um whatever uh beat port yeah beat port so like stuff. so that would be that could lead into um i forget what it's called yeah but when it's played out live truth that you know that's actually a good question i like to know yeah i don't know fans, i mean though yeah if, someone if, tell is, us is we're beat port worth <laughs> is beat port worth the add-on i know it definitely was yes it was it was i just now it's kind of like there's stuff i think once you upload to itunes itunes is now tied to something that automatically sends your music out to a platform that people can grab it on so i just don't know anymore i don't i know i know it was but yeah yeah for sure no that is it. like it's always like itunes like how much do you want to price your track mm-hmm yeah anyway that's like a whole like we got to talk to like a fucking guy who does this yes if we yes, want to really yes. get into that but i just was curious like what your privy was um no of course of course yeah um i guess um the album like maybe we could listen to another track um oh one thing actually i wanted to ask you because we were talking about uh the last track just to cover this uh you said that that track almost didn't make it yes onto the album why is that so uh alan the official ato i don't know if you know him artist uh he was actually originally going to take the track and put it on his either do a single or a project but he ended up going a different route so then i took that track um and that track actually didn't have those vocals on it and i was like this is bare bones it needs something so I was like, let me go find a sample or something that works. That's, um, yeah. And that, that vocal on there is copyright free. Nice. Yeah. So that's what I was like, all right, but let's grab it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how does that even work? If you're like generating stuff, is that copyright free? I mean, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're not signing a record label deal and you're independent and you're underneath a certain amount of streams. Again, I don't know the number. I think it's like 500,000 or a hundred thousand. You're okay. You're fine. Once you get past that, I think you have to like reach out to the original like maker and then ask, is it okay? If, well, at that point, he's not going to say no. You'll just tie him into the royalties. It's all just like a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. yeah, like literally if someone <laughs> wants to try to get money out of something that they claim yeah. they have some stake yes. in. Yes. 
Maybe they will. Yes. But maybe they also won't even know that it exists. Yes. And then it's like a whole nother hard thing once you take a copyright free thing, put it in a song, and then copyright that song. Because mm. you just took you just a added another free. layer. Yeah. So technically it's like it's yours in that variation. So it's like it's really fishy too. It's really like fine line, like what is and what isn't. I mean It's like a whole person's job yeah. to just care about these things yes yeah they're yeah, it's usually a lawyer you need yeah, to yeah. hire a lawyer and he'll do it yeah entertainment lawyer but like young producer in this his home studio oh yeah no clue no freaking <laughs> not clue. gonna using looper man like it's toilet paper dude <laughs> not paying for a lawyer like no chance but yeah it's it's interesting uh the other thing i wanted to just say is like you know, before we get into a track, we'll get into a track. But like, you know, this is a this is a, this is a soul or it's not a soul project, but it's like being released under you. And um, I was curious, kind of how you balance releasing your own music and doing the Blue Door stuff. It's hard, bro. It's yeah. super hard. I've gotten to a point that I've had to have more people associated with me specifically to kind of fine line that because I mean just from like the outreach of shows, getting the project ready, doing the music videos. I'm also over here still outreaching to artists to produce for them. I'm still working on projects with artists that are coming through. And um, it's it's definitely a headache. It's definitely a headache for both. And then to throw Blue Door in there and then our personal brand collected in there, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. I want to talk about collected too. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, do you feel overwhelmed <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing is just you get to a point where you really need to hire people yes. and it's like fuck yeah if you want to grab that, is that drop? <laughs> um but i get it i you know we were talking about how like uh making your like portfolio real type of thing is a thing what's also a thing yeah is uh, like people quitting YouTube and I heard someone talking about it that's just like you get further and further away I'm gonna say it was Marcus Brownlee I respect him he's cool <laughs> um, he was saying you know like a lot of these people his take was that they're getting further and further away from the core thing that they set out to do yeah. which is fine you get new opportunities you know you do the the rally thing mm -hmm. and it's like that's cool like I didn't expect to do that but it takes you away from maybe the core thing you yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. And at a certain point, you really do need to get more hands involved. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was just curious, like, you know. No, it makes, it, it makes, a good, it makes sense. I, I get that too. Like I used to, um, before my music days, I used to vlog every day, go home, edit the vlog, upload it that night, repeat process, wake up, vlog, edit, do it again. Um, and it got to a point that you're like, you also find yourself living behind the camera versus in front of the camera, if that makes sense. Like feeling like you need to capture everything Every on moment, every moment. Because on an editor's perspective, you need so much to play around with. You know what I mean? Like if you only have two to three things and neither are good, you're kind of like, well, SOL, you know, versus having six different scenes or takes but yeah you need more takes you need some b-roll yes, for like yeah. just throwing in there and an yeah. intro whatever yeah. so so you don't do the vlogging as much i mean you still stay i could see why 
you did blog or not why you did blogging but like that you did that because it kind of seems like you're good in front of a camera like you'll just be like hey what's up it's me blah yeah. blah, blah i'm doing yeah. this or like yo go do this like because it's cool or yeah. um do you feel like that helped you be natural in front of a camera yeah um it's it's really tough because like a lot of people ask like did you ever have fear of putting yourself out on public you know, I think that more so would be the the pinnacle like, question. Yeah, yeah, like, um, and I I never really did, so I never really struggled with that. So I like to rebuttal to your question. It was kind of like it, it never helped me in a sense, but it it made me understand like like lighting, you know, or like placement, or what does look good, what what does look bad. Um, then again, that also comes with learning the camera and stuff. Like I did those, uh, I had to call them the Sir Trevor James shows where I'd have like an yeah. artist come in and stuff like that. And like sometimes I'll record a whole session and then the ca I'll, I'll realize after the camera was fucked and I'm just like, fuck, like, because when they it's come the in, yeah. It's happened to me before. Because yeah. when they come in, it's not, it's not about cat like checking to make yeah, sure we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a difference. Like this is a, that was a podcast or this is a podcast that was more so just like, me recording what's going on in the room kind of like how you were talking about you did during covid but um yeah that's it, also like i've done things like that where it's like you just record stuff and then you kind of have to like figure out how to edit that and mm -hmm. it's like tough sometimes yes, you're yeah. like where are the bits also if you record for like five hours or something huge file size like you got to find and think about where the moments were mm -hmm. that you want to grab yeah. exactly yeah so that that's why i stopped doing that unfortunately it was just like so long of edits but yeah it's cool you know it was fun no it was cool i remember watching it and being like this is cool hell yeah yeah i feel like the vlogging thing just to like talk about that too is like something where what we were talking about before where it's like you did something didn't realize maybe how it helped you mm -hmm. until later, until like, later. oh wait that actually now yeah, i'm cool yeah, with that kind yeah. of stuff yeah um word well let's let's play another track i kept saying that we're gonna do that um don't want to lie to the people but yeah out of these what should we what should we play maybe like a different vibe. let's go deeper you got double oh sevens all right we're gonna run this one. Ooh, i like that like filtered just housey yeah. break yeah. there shout out no dot mad i love a good filtered Thing. Things like, <laughs> chilling in the background, yeah. Think of like James Bond and house music. You can make a really cool like 007 intro thing with this, like visuals. Same with this track though. This was one where I took vocal samples, but I took just enough that I can't get copyrighted. Yeah. So it's it's played with that too. Nice. Is this Missy? Fergie? Oh. Yeah, I think. Like pitch down. Yeah. I really love this percussion. That like little Yeah, yeah. That bass line's hot too. Oh yeah. 
I think it's my favorite part. <laughs> like the the bass line out of the whole track. Yeah. That's always the hard part is you like get the track and you're like, all right, now we're going to make a slapping bass line. Yeah, like it's tough. <laughs> That's hard for me. That sounds like some like garbled guitar. Yeah, it's like it's got like six different effects on it. Word. Is it a guitar? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Camilla, that's her name. She played. Word. people said the the guitar makes them lose rhythm mm. in a track yeah which i was kind of like contradicted about nah i think it's cool to have stuff that's not necessarily like, like a top in it that's yeah perfectly on rhythm Yeah, that one's that one's groovy. That's housey. Yeah, That's housey. like that one's it's funky, but it's more on grid to me than the last one. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and throwing that little vocal in there is nice. Yeah, that was real. I like. That's just like a solid house, yeah, solid vocal. track. Yeah. So you said you you had mentioned that you create the track and then you get a baseline. What's your what's your go to like way to create a track? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I don't know. With house music, I just think... In, just in general. Just in general. Like, you sit down, you're at your computer, what do you start with? Yeah, I think normally I start with chords. Okay. Because if I can get, like, a solid chord structure, everything else feels, like, fairly easy. You can follow. Like, the, yeah, like, I know... I don't know. Like, it just... It really helps me. I think that that might be the hardest part okay um which seems counterintuitive because then i'll get really tripped up on the chords sometimes I'll as like, you're moving oh, like, along yeah. yeah like sometimes it'll completely stunt my like is that because ability is that because you have like a vision like after you've worked on it now you kind of have a better vision of where you want to take it and where you want to take it isn't really working with the chords or is it more so like it's not it could be that it could be that or it's just like i just struggle to get the exact chords that i want because like i'm just not super skilled at that okay. like I, I have like some you know i know some music theory but i'm not like oh like i can go Magic. and just play 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 <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is and these sound great and cool um normally i feel like though i can make some like pretty basic chords and then make some really interesting like variations like bass lines or like melodies True. like counter melodies and stuff like that that you know make it so the the basic chords are not like as lame like they don't seem lame yeah. yeah or sometimes though i'll like focus too much on the chords and make them really and like do a bunch of like slash chords and like yeah. weird shit that i'm like okay this is cool but then i'll just like spend too much time but yeah then i'll like generally put drums in so chords drums chords drums and then like even if i'm making like a hip-hop track or like a dance track which are like the two things i mainly do um then i'll put a bass line in 
And then from there, I kind of just audition what I like want to keep in there. And maybe if I like made a cool baseline and then want to redo the chords, I might do that. Okay. Grab some samples. Um, that's kind of, that's the structure. That's kind of how yeah. I do it. Yeah. I, I'm how always curious it? about, I don't have a way. That's why I'm always curious. About it's how different every people, time. Yeah. yeah. It really is like house music. I'll usually start with the chord structure. Um, trap music. I'll usually start with the drum and the, the bass. Um, we can go like old boom bap style it's all about the drums you know stuff like that so. like the swing yeah that's yeah. actually so when i do make like real like swung ass like hip-hop beats i will start with the drums a lot okay. as well it kind of depends there's a million ways to skin the cat oh yeah oh yeah but yeah i mean for like that one i guess how do you remember how so that one started with a a sample from his name is producer suburb um liked it i wanted him to tweak it a little more so he did that like ableton that that stack thing that we talked about um and turned turned it into like uh i don't even know what he turned it into either way we took that sample he added that in the track then no dot mad ended up playing that bass line underneath it and we were like well this is fucking yeah, solid that, that shit was groovy. yeah so we took the sample out and then we essentially built everything around the baseline and that's where that started okay i wanted to know like what's like some go-to gear that you like whether it yeah. whether it is um outboard gear like physical gear or just plugins plugins uh we'll start with the outboard gear this is a this is one of them that's the sm7b man this yeah. is Mm. for vocals yeah dude like even i've you know i've had my hands on some tube mics that are like really expensive and sometimes it's just like this is this is home you know this is warm this is good and really depends on who you're recording but i even like the i have a 58 58s are nice too i mean it it just sounds good, it's yeah, good. I, I have like a <laughs> mxl china condenser mic okay that's like 100 bucks i mean <laughs> i think it's from china and like it sounds crispy it's, like, i mean it's not always about the price but i think it's really about like yeah your choice and style of sound um but yeah yeah that and then um when i had my hands on it the la2a or 1176 oh anything you can put drums vocals like that those those compressors are just crazy um, do you like the emulations like the UAD? I mean, there's like a wave says an emulation. Yeah, we have those. I just like, there's a different feeling about analog stuff, you know? Like, I get it. They're the same sounds and stuff. It's just, it's really different to have your hands on. You, you know, you're actually doing it. It's like putting up the fader on the mixer board versus like clicking your mouse and, you know, moving the mixer fader up. So just stuff it, like that. It's more intentional too. And you're kind of working within like yeah. the thing that you have. Like it takes time to route it to the compressor. Yes, yes. So it's like, all right, well, we might as well use this to its like yes, full exactly, advantage. Yeah. Exactly. So there's, there's those outboard gear. Um, we'll go internally now. I like, uh, I like a lot of uh, stock FL plugins. I think those are slept on very, very much. Um, and then I'm a big uh, waves guy, big waves guy. And then for, let's go VSTs, um, FL Studio f uh, added this new thing called Flex. It's pretty, it's pretty legit. It's like if you took a Logic sound bank and put it in a, a VST, that's what they did their own thing. Um, and then serum, I like serum. 
Gotcha. Do you remember what the base was for that track? It was either Vital or yeah, Serum. Yeah, Vital's big. Yeah, it was either People Vital or Vital. Serum. It was one of those two. Okay. Because we were messing with the mod wheel on the um, LFO. I don't know if you hear it like vroom, vroom, coming in and out. That's all. It's definitely in the the breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Little, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. I don't know which of, one it was. I was thinking it was going to go into like some bass house for a second with that. No, no. Yeah. yeah straight, that was straight house. That and the track before that I think are like the Chicago style houses. And then um, as you go on, like I said, it gets deeper. Like the next one I think is like progressive house. And then you get to um, like a big room house. And then after that, it's like a mix of like, it's like reggaeton and yeah, reggaeton and house music really kind of shoved in one. Um, you're, that, you're talking about going through the album. These are kind of the different yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple different questions. I'm trying to figure out which way I want to go. I mean, right. one, one thing I wanted to ask you was about inspirations. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk both like here and now or, or whatever. I don't know what the phrase is. I'm an idiot. Um, like people that you really looked up to for inspiration when you were coming up, um, first learning stuff and people who are doing stuff now that like you just think are really cool. Okay, yeah, we can start with the come up. Uh, Martin Garrix, Skrillex, those are the first initial. Um, I really liked when Diplo and Skrillex got together and made Jack You. Jack You was sick. Yeah, that was sick. I wish they'd do more of that, unfortunately, but. Yeah, me too. (laughs) No, I mean, Jack You, like that whole album was really exciting. Raw, it was just raw. Um, And then, uh, as funny as it is, Cascade. Cascade was a huge. Isn't Cascade game. a Chicago guy? I don't know. Or am I thinking of someone else? Maybe I don't I know. I don't know. Yeah, Cascade uh, Tiesto. He was a big guy. Um, and then my first like, just to kind of throw it in there, crossover to the other music was when ASAP Rocky did the collaboration with Skrillex. That was the first yeah, time I heard Wild rap. for the Night. That was the first time I heard rap. Like I didn't even know what the fuck rap was. Um, and. Uh, that's when i went down that way but now it's it's probably just mr rubin dude like dude's a boss Uh, mr rubin i'm not familiar uh am i saying his name wrong big ass beard is he what does he make he doesn't make anything that's the thing oh you're talking about um yeah what the hell is his first name i just i've always called him mr rubin oh my god i can't believe it is it yeah yeah rick rubin is it rick rubin there we go god my brain (laughs) (laughs) but yeah rick rubin's like a a genius producer but like he doesn't necessarily do anything (laughs) yeah it's like does rick rubin do anything or is he just like a philosopher i think he's just and like a good vibe like people are just like i just like him he's like yeah you know vibe he's also just like when you're you know like all the artists are like oh like taking the selfie like oh i'm with rick rubin yeah exactly I'm doing his like podcast exactly. or some shit like <laughs> i mean he's definitely a really insightful guy and i think that he does know what he's doing oh yeah to like, an extent he's got to not trying to roast him no he's he's got to know it, it was funny because like you had the huge argument 
when DJ Khaled first initially came out and he was like, I don't do anything. And they're like, you know, a bunch of people gave him shit for that. And then years later, you have this dude come out saying like, yeah, I don't even know music theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I, he's literally just a facilitator of people getting down to the things that they want to make. Exactly. That's like how I look at him. He's like a good guy to just, he's like a coach. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that. But like a guru type where he'll he'll like ask you questions that aren't very pointed and you have to like think about it. Think about so, it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kinda how I feel like his approach is. Like um Yeah, no, you hit it on the head. Have you read his book? I have not yet. Yeah. No, I, I have it on tape. I, I need to listen to it. I hear it's good. Yeah, lady, go lay down. <laughs> go lay down. <laughs> um she's like, why won't you guys Want play with me? Yeah. <laughs> um cool so any like artists that you're uh like i we talked about how the first track like yeah Trinata, um, um e. you, yeah you can throw martin garrix in there um pharrell pharrell williams i think he's a pretty solid producer artist um i looked up a lot uh in the past to hit boy i don't know if you know who that is I've heard his name. Uh, he did a lot with. I first found out about him when he did a lot with G Easy. I know a horrible album to listen to and and get, you know, notes off of. But, um, yeah, I'm. It's it's very vague, man. Like, I, I don't think I have like a a go to artist right now. I I, I like yeah. a lot of old stuff. The 2012, 2015, just coming into it. The you know, um, when swimming pools came out and like all that stuff, I like listening to that. It's funny. I'll make EDM music, but I'll listen to rap music. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there was something else there that I wanted to ask. Lady, can you go lay down? I know. Get down. <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> um, word well i mean i guess oh yeah the other thing i wanted to ask was were there any specific artists that you were or like songs maybe even that you were using as like references or like yeah um so obviously you heard Trinata in the first one i was using got it good for that one um the big room house uh, a couple things by chain smokers and um alesso um did i say his name right alesso yeah alesso um let's see what else there was kind of uh and oliver helens was a big 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 uh idol for this album for for sure i think that's about it yeah i think everything else kind of started from an idea like, you know? <clears throat> in terms of like mixing and mastering do you do all of that yourself do you hand it off to someone mix of both mix of both if i did a lot of the engineering work i'll normally hand it off for somebody else to do the mastering um yeah, a little, little bit mix of both. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Which we do at Blue Door, by the way. You do mastering we do and mastering. mixing? Yeah, we do both. <laughs> okay. Just in case y'all want something mastered. <laughs> um, what are your fees? No, I'm just kidding. You can go look them up. Um, yeah. Uh, the Yeah, so, okay. We can talk. We'll, we'll listen to another track in a minute, but I wanted to talk about Collected. Yeah. What's uh, what's going on there? So it's a lifestyle brand uh, started by a buddy of mine. And then his buddy, who's actually one of the artists I produce for, he was like, hey, we got this brand. 
thinking you'd enjoy it, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we started kind of honing in in 2020, um, survived COVID, made a profit during COVID, as crazy as it sounds. And then uh, from there, just kept leveling up the quality and, and of, of our of our gear essentially you know because it, it is just kind of like the brand splatted on a blank but you know we've sourced the fabric we've sourced you know where it's made um not everything is made in america thankfully um but it's been a process we'll do like pop-up shops uh we recently not recently in the previous years did like music shows just because that was accustomed to um me and the other guy, uh, Joey and Amin, and then we have like Sajid and Omar, and the, the list goes on. But um, yeah, it's it's again. I think it's the kind of same thing with Blue Door. We're in the kind of same boat. How do we market? You know, what are we marketing towards? And I think uh, we're marketing more now towards like lifestyle and fitness, and and kind of collaborating both of those. You know, a lot of people are wearing baggy stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't so know. mainly a clothing brand. It's. Do you yeah. guys make any other products? Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll do rugs, blankets, pillows, coffee mugs. Um, you can think of it as like a, a kith or a, a supreme or a, yeah, one of one of those types of brands, but um, not as luxury. We like to. I know it's not something we like to preach, but we like to preach. Uh, or it's not something we like to preach, but I like to preach. It is. Uh, we're a luxury brand for middle class we we source the same fabric that supreme does from the same dealer that supreme gets it from and we sell it for 50 percent less mm. so it's just like giving giving quality goods for a reasonable price yeah what's goal wise i'm always asking about goals but like what is um yeah, what's kind of like the idea? Like, what are you trying to, to achieve reach? with it? Yeah, like I know that you were talking about like, you know, bringing affordability to like, you know, high-end stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like goals in terms of like events or like things that you're trying to do with it. Yeah, so we actually, uh, we have a pop-up shop happening literally across the street from Supreme uh, over St. Patty's Day weekend. We'll be there from Friday to, I think we're doing Sunday. We'll have like a giveaways going on um there is also going to be we're going to be like 50 50 with a like it's not a it's his name's old teriyaki he's like a thrifter so it's like half thrift store half like the new merch um that's that's something that we got coming up we'll have like a little party and event for that as well we'll like close the store down and you know have some have some fun um so that's one thing and then literally every month we do pop-ups at like Illinois Vintage Fest, Sneaker Con, you know, so on and so forth. We'll get in any avenue we can essentially and, and try to do that. Um, but the bigger picture, I think, is honing more down on our drops, doing more critique crazy things. Like one we have coming up is we've thrifted over the last, I think, year and a half, just like old vintage made in America uh, crew necks, like the old, old ones. And then we're going to do this like whole drop on it, like time waits for no one, you know, essentially kind of tying in the old to the new and um, yeah, giving it a little bit of a story and building out the drops versus just like, this is our fall drop, you know, you know, like <laughs> this is something now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. How involved are you with like the logistics of like planning where the, the drops are like, you know, um, plan planning like, 
yeah like these these pop-ups I'm, I'm pretty in um joey is a little bit more the head guy as you know i mean and i have a lot going on with our own things but um we're there to help out in any way we can you know it's again it's another startup so we're we're doing everything possible any opportunity we get we're trying to take it not anything but you know what i mean like but you're yeah you're at the i hate to say like the ground floor because it you could literally always think that you're at the ground floor yes even at a high level at a high level yes which is you know i don't know if that's good or bad but it's like you know like the podcast for example it's like we're we're like just starting yeah but to me you know what i mean yeah but like yeah but it's like there's just starting like i just started my page or like there's just starting like we're just getting going and then there's like different you found your rhythm so yeah yeah there's like a i mean i feel like it might just be that philosophical thing where it's like i know that i know nothing type of deal it's like that same philosophy almost um but yeah no it, it is i feel like you know i don't how i don't know how old you are but we're like a similar ish age that you're 24. just like okay so i am a bit older than you i'm 29 um all my friends are like 29 30 32 years old as weird as it sounds <laughs> but it does feel like in this like age range it's like everyone's like starting something it's pretty rare that you come across someone who's really like established at at this point yeah Yeah. which is funny to me because you have a lot of artists that are like um i don't know i might be you know speaking out terms but they're trying so hard you know and it's kind of like you don't even know who you are yet you know from from, at least from your perspective and mine it's kind of like you've been doing this for how long now and you're kind of like still telling me like i'd like to try this i'd like to try that you know so at that point it's you're still moving towards forward or forward towards something um and i think a lot of people get stuck in their heads with like this needs to happen now for me to be successful or this needs to um be in the right place at the right time and it's that has little truth to it but it's really just work bro just keep doing it 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 and then keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 no i feel that it is interesting though you see some people like uh someone that came to mind is like sam galatry are you call him sam g sam g (laughs) um and I don't know his background, like if he had like a musical family or whatever, but he kind of just like came out of the gate swinging. It felt mm-hmm. like just dropping fire and established a name for himself. And he's really young. I think he's younger probably than like both of us. Um, and there are people that do that and, um, you know, then have to like redefine themselves. But that's the thing. You don't want to blow up really quick. Yeah, I mean, it like it can. It's definitely helpful in terms of just like getting a lot of people listening to you. But then there feels like there's a really stressful moment, probably, oh, yeah. where you're like, "Wait, what do I do next?" Oh, yeah. My, uh, as my buddy Victor always says, you got to build the foundation before you build the house. So it's, it's, I look at it in that sense. You know, you can get instant clout and become Instagram famous or TikTok famous, and there's your house. But now nah, it's on no foundation, so yeah or you just like you blow up real quick and then you yeah you don't know like how to capitalize off mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um also in terms of just like a lifestyle of like what makes you happy it's like 
sometimes when you're making things at the start like you don't realize that those are like the glory days either yeah like, like am i at my uh is epiphany the correct word like am i at the peak moment you know yeah that's I, that again is like tying back to the right place right time kind of thing and like again knowing how to market your thing or if you did want to prosper on it knowing kind of beforehand but yeah yeah it's just interesting because i think that it just kind of goes back to that thing about like being in the moment a little bit like yes and just appreciating where you're at i feel like Always. we're all kind of like this is the point in the show where we get preachy um <laughs> we're, we're all in the same boat <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like there's that real aspect of like enjoying the process and um even though like your companies and like my company are like kind of in their incubator yes, phase yes. like it's just as relevant and as, as important as like the later things where like oh, yeah. you're doing them and it's like oh yeah it's so cool like from the outside people are like wow this is so cool but you're like still probably just looking forward looking forward yeah, yeah. wanting yeah. to do more yeah so sometimes it's good to stop and reflect how often do you think about that like actually stopping and reflecting hard, about bro. what you've done because yeah. i'm not good at that i I'm try to either. i've said it before it's like i try to be like a shark and just push water through exactly. the gear the gills exactly. just like <laughs> just keep moving um because then i don't just have to then i don't get angsty yeah exactly like finding nemo they he knew um no that's that's facts man like finding a stopping point is definitely i think um something i gotta pick up on myself i think where i get my stopping point is my mom every time i'm with her um which is it's not so often as i'd like it to be um it makes you kind of like stop and realize like how much you've done since you've like last seen you know x y and z i mean it could be your best friend from college you know so on and so forth but that's that's what helps me a lot kind of like self-analyze like holy shit I did do that like yeah but I've never like sat down and like I did this at like 10 minutes I should have done this you know like I've never like analyzed it that critically I guess yeah I don't even know if that's really like good I don't know <laughs> I don't know if that's good um but yeah anyway we'll stop getting on our uh our preach wagon um I think we listen to another track and then we um we'll wrap up hell yeah yeah what what should we play at the end here let's give you a little of a weird one um, you got fancy parlay yeah okay I got it. this one's this one's a little weird yeah is there anything you want to say about this one before we get into it um the first chorus is not complete but that's the way i want it yeah okay i think that's the best way i could put it okay kind of like some deep house here yeah a little bit a little bit or at least the chord it's deepish. It, it changes it changes
see how it like feels kind of empty-ish. I took that from it's like, like a drop chorus. Yeah, like down. I, I kind of took that from a Takami Tashami. I don't know if you know. Ch- Chami. 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 Yeah. T C H A M I. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Yeah, how he, he does do that a lot. Yeah. That so, year one yeah. EP yes. or album. Fire. Yeah, I definitely hear the Chami influence, especially like that album. Yes. Yeah. I like how you got some like pseudo trappy like hi hat snare things. Oh, okay. Bringing in like a little acid action. Yeah, yeah. parts for the djs yep yep it's funny because um the whole project's co-produced by jay will and he he doesn't really listen to a lot of house music he's just got a really good ear and he was like man the, the intro is too long the outro is too long and i'm like you gotta think about it in the sense of mixing when i'm a dj i, I need that 16 bars bro like <laughs> i need that yeah 100 percent. i mean you could keep it short and sweet, but it's like, nah, like yeah, we got to yeah. do that extended mix. Yes, of course. Of course. The extended mix. I, uh, I, we definitely went over a bunch of different styles of house yeah. and honestly, there's a good, uh, what? Eight more tracks eight more to listen tracks. to. So yeah, we're going to let you listen to those, but I'm glad that we got to showcase a few different styles here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that one I forget. I don't know what genre we'd call that exact. What would you call that? Like progressive house. Some progressive house. Okay, yeah, I call that progressive house. There's a lot of houses. Yes. There's sub, like mansions. Sub, call it house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you ever do techno or anything like that? Or? Yeah, I've, I've tried some hard style. Some hard style. Okay. Yeah, I've tried to um, actually. What got me into that is uh, you know H H Hunt or H Hunter H Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard he's a Chicago producer. Yeah, he does hard style stuff, and I, I really liked some of the stuff he did. So it kind of gave me some some inspiration, and I, I've tried it out, but I don't think I don't think I'll be going down that avenue anytime soon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but you fans or you seem like someone who seem like that you if you get inspiration from something you're just gonna like go for it. I'm gonna try it. So like yeah, if techno, you were just like, bro, I gotta make a techno track. Yeah, like, I gotta try it. I gotta try it. That might be a day. Yeah. You know? What's the dancing frog techno track? Oh, um, yeah, Crazy Frog. Crazy Frog, yeah. Heater. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um All right, man. Well, we've been yeah, it's we've been going for a minute. Um Hell I'm gonna man. let's do a little wrap up question and then we'll we'll get you out of here. 
even though we should let's chill let's chill yeah let's chill for a sec <laughs> um so we asked you know or i asked you about your uh, first concert but yes, yeah. i want to ask you about like your most game-changing concert that you've oh. been to um most impactful just like wow i can't believe that happened damn bro you can't ask these questions <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Not um, loud. one of the I, damn that's hard yeah just a, a concert where like you saw it, it my and, perspective yeah life, yeah like, like it it or just like maybe it made you want to make a certain type of genre or you know you were just picked up on one thing that they did and you're like oh i want to i gotta implement that i gotta implement that or you saw the wiggles and it was just like whoa yeah i the wheels yeah see there's i i don't know bro like i, I don't think i've had a life-changing event yet really to be honest with you i don't think i can answer that really yeah i don't think i've had a, a do you do you go to a lot of shows uh not now i used to not now i like to stay inside if you get what i'm saying but um I'm doing live sound performance like you know I, i've seen some crazy stuff but it's nothing that's like wow um i think the craziest thing that speaks to me is when the the light show is like really synchronized with the music and when those two go hand in hand that's when i'm like whoa but i've i've never um gone to a concert and seen that it's just been through like work that i've done and like helping out you know a set for an artist or something like that uh working for bigger corporate companies gotcha yeah. those those like private parties you're like what the fuck like you walk into a venue the whole venue's themed and then the lights are themed with the venue and then you know there's there's a show going on but led wall crazy design on the back yeah are these like uh private events in terms like the client reaches out to the company you're working for and you guys are like helping yeah so i'm a, I'm a freelance freelance you can say audio engineer project manager um and then we'll do some stuff like we we did a private corporate gig event and diplo was the dj um oh wow so that was like really He's just cool walking see. around you get just to talk to him around, a little bit yeah say what's up actually you know what the pos move that he did you know I'm, i don't want to call it diplo but dude had like a sheet of food that he needed in his um like little private room like a sheet bro like pages like and he maybe ate like one thing out of that entire page like we had to toss uh, enough food to feed like probably a high school wow yeah yeah i mean that's a serious rider yeah i don't want to again i don't want to poke the bear but does um what the hell <laughs> is that like in like a contractual thing where it's like i'm gonna need this as part of like my bill like well he got billed for it he definitely got billed for it but i, I don't think he paid for it i think corporate office paid for it and that's why he was just like i want all this i need all this and i mean he's diplo you know what i mean yeah. like it's just you can do that yeah exactly exactly once you get to the certain point yeah but it does seem kind of wasteful yeah even at that point what are you doing damn at least like alcohol you can just like keep yeah food it's just like all you right. gotta toss it yeah i mean depend if it's like cooked food like it was damn. good food like it was like some chicken wings like whole sub sandwiches made like and we're talking a plethora of stuff not just like one little one for just him it was like a room for a bunch of people to go in and utilize but um nobody went back there besides him and he took like maybe a few things damn was yeah. he uh 
Did he did he do good? That's kind of like a flex to get Diplo for Hit a or private miss. party. Yeah, I wasn't there for the whole thing. My buddy Amin was, and he said that there were fights on that night and that more people were watching the fights than watching him DJ. So what he did is had them put the fights up on the screen behind him so people would like focus on him as the fights were going on. It was funny. Oh, I thought you meant like fights in the venue. No, like MMA. About like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's insane to be like yeah we're just gonna throw a private party and get diplo like yep. we're not gonna get like your run-of-the-mill dj we're some gonna get, dj from here yeah. we're gonna get like one of the most expensive exactly DJs. exactly mind-boggling and He's, i'm sure it's such a cush job for him it's like real low-key like you just easy. get to no one's gonna like really remember it easy. like they're yeah that's, he showed up 10 minutes before the set left right after his set. really yeah Wow, that's probably, dude, the, the money for that to just fly in. Oh, through the roof. Insane. I can just give you the quote for the whole project. It was $250,000. Really? Just and for that Just for that event, yeah. How much you think the That artist, he got? Yeah, just if you could speculate. Like 50? No. Like 100? No, 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 no. He's walking away with like maybe 25, okay. 25, 30 area, at least for that one, yeah. How long was the set? I think it was two hours. Damn, that's such good money. I mean, like, I, I'm sure he does events where he gets paid even more, but like, that's so clutch. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you get to that level where your name is that, and you're just like, eh, you know, I'm gonna go DJ for an hour and make yeah twenty. I'll do it. Or shit, sign me up for a wedding, even if I'm making that much. Yeah, I'll do it. That's insane. I mean, like, no disrespect either, because like when you get that prominent there's a reason why you got there mm -hmm. but uh and you can't charge that much you know damn you that's wild bro well anyway before i like get depressed um you know any uh any shout outs to people i know you've done a lot of shout outs with people you work for but just yeah. wanted to give you the opportunity no i mean really that was it just all those guys blue door collected oh yeah make sure you check out house sweet house um uh, which I never mentioned is a playoff home sweet home. Mm. If you get it. I got it, yeah. but like I, I'm glad you said it. Oh, you've seen the album cover yet? Did yeah, it's it? like uh, there's a house yeah. and then there's a, a guy. Yeah, that's, is the guy you? That's me holding a, a suitcase. Okay. The suitcase uh, I'll talk to you later about. But uh, yeah, it's it's I Heart House. That's that's what that uh, is. Okay. So there's, yeah. a bunch there's a balloon with a heart. Yeah, there's a the bunch of Easter eggs if you can find them. Okay. Even in the music videos. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like when people do that. Hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we've already talked about, but where can people find you? Um, you can find me on social media. Um, I'm also available via email if you want to send me stuff. I always listen to stuff that's sent to me, Trevor, at bdschi.com. Um, Instagram I, handle is Sir Trevor James. Sir Trevor James. That's the handle for anything, anything. Um, and yeah, pretty much it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Sweet. Hell yeah. Bro. Hey.